Aren't you glad for Jesus? Pastor Moore's coming right now. Everybody say, jump on him, Jesus. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Have your way, Oh, isn't it great to be here on this Wednesday night? Thank God for the great love that he has showed you and I. Gentile people. We was considered as dogs and keithens. According to the scriptures, the first 4,000 years, we didn't have access to the promises, to hope, to God, until Jesus Christ came and paid a price in full at a cross that now that you and I, as Gentiles, could make our way and whosoever will, amen, to, to this almighty God. To experience him and to know him. Have companionship with him and fellowship. And have access to the promises of healing and deliverance and comfort. Amen. And salvation. To finish a race. To finish a fight. An inheritance is laid up that you have to worry about no man stealing it. Neither the devil. I have to worry about it rusting away corruptness man you and I just hold to that nail scarred hand if we'll just be willing to bear our cross now everybody's got a cross everybody man that cross will help us sometimes it may become as one in one sense a burden but the cross will help us and where the real challenge is to Willing to carry that cross across the street to your neighbor or down the road to those that don't know anything about this. Or maybe that one that you're working next to or maybe just bumped into at Walmart. But they can see something flowing out of you and from you because you experienced a cross and the power of that cross. But didn't stop at the cross, neither did it stop in the grave, in the tombs. But we got the fullness of this gospel whenever he baptized us with his spirit. Amen. And allowed us to speak in that heavenly language as the spirit of God gave us utterance. I'm glad that's not the only place that the spirit of God would give us utterance. But to give us utterance and anointing, amen, and the ability to witness. Because that's really what it's all about in Acts 1 and 8. That's the witnessing power that flows through through you and I. It's that resurrecting. It's that light. That light. Got your Bibles, Hebrews 1, 1 and 3. Hebrews 1, 1 and 3. Welcome to all that's here tonight. God bless you. I always appreciate and thank you. Especially on Wednesday nights. I know how rough it can be. How troublesome it can be. Tiring it can be. After three days of out working and laboring and running from Dan to Bathsheba and what have you, then to come and to be in the house of God. But I promise you, it's going to be worth it. Amen. Every time you make the trip, every time you show that faithfulness, I promise you, God's always going to bless you. It's good to see your guests. God bless you. Appreciate you being here. Colleen's good to see you again back with us tonight. God bless you. Bringing those children. Amen. God bless her. Hebrews 1, 1 and 3. God who at sundry times and in diver manners spake in the time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins. And sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. God we ask you to help us here tonight. That you to touch our minds and all the minds that's here tonight. And the hearts and the lives that have chosen to be here. Come to hear your word. To feel your touch. And hungering, thirsting after your will and heartbeat in our lives. God, I'm asking you to help me tonight to deliver your word. If 
find that place of anointing and the heartbeat of the Holy Ghost. And, and God, by it and under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, you'd help us, God, as you, you help us even with revelation in this service tonight to impart into our hearts, our minds, and our spirit what you have to say unto us. We'd receive it with thanksgiving, giving you the glory and the praise and honor for all of it. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Lord bless you, and you may be seated. I'm not real sure how this is going to fall out, but we'll see. Man, the title keepers tonight, and uh, simply it's, it's more or less, I guess, maybe a statement or a question. It's really a question. Whose glory are you going to walk in? Or whose glory are you walking in? Or I could put it this way. Whose light are you walking in? Or I could put it, whose brightness are you walking in? Man, I think Jesus Christ, that he is the light of the world. But after his departure, he promised and told us that we would become the light of the world. One place he likened us unto a candle. Another place he likened us unto a city that's set up on a hill. No doubt talking about the church itself and as a church, but yet, amen, at times as individuals. It's his Holy Ghost filled people that can make all the difference in our world and our society. In a world that I believe you'd agree with me 100%. How many of you believe that we're living in a perverse world today? Many of you believe that we're living in a crooked world today. How many of you believe we're living in a lost world today? How many of you believe that we believe it's engrossed with darkness tonight? Amen. It's confused and, and really don't, uh, don't understand a lot of things. And as Brother Ford done mentioned about in Revelation, and you'd be shocked tonight how many people are blaming God for where they're at and their conditions, but yet never coming to the understanding and never getting a real revelation or an insight of what the scriptures have taught us about God and about truth and, and the power of God and what he has done for us and he is willing to do for us as vessels, as earthen vessels. We're all created in his image. We're all created in his likeness, both male and female. But God didn't intend for it to just stay there as an earthen vessel. But there's also another image and another likeness and another spirit and another light that you and I, well, he wants us to walk in. And that it's the image and likeness of the heavenly. We know the scriptures is going to make it real plain. If you and I are disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, there's going to be something that illuminate out of us. And it won't come from the earth. And it won't come from individuals upon this earth. But it's going to come from one place and one place alone. And that's from an experience called Pentecost. That's from God Almighty himself. And there's no substitute. There's no counterfeits. Oh yeah, there are maybe upon this earth. But it, when it comes to the testing time, when it comes to the proving time, when it comes to find out if the good's still there or not, there's something about this illuminating light. There's something about this Pentecost experience in its fullness. There's something about when you've really been set free by truth and when you fall in love with truth and when you fall in love with the cross and you fall in love with the author and you fall in love with Jesus and you fall in love with praying and you fall in love with reading your Bible and you fall in love with truth church and you fall in love with all these ingredients that penetrates out of our lives it cannot be denied neither can it be hidden it's going to show up. It doesn't matter if you're deer hunting or fishing. It doesn't matter if you're shopping at Walmart. You don't have to be in the church. And you don't even have to be with your church group. You'll be either by yourself or with the group. But it's always going to show up. The Bible says that darkness comprehended it not. It can't overpower it, overrule it, outsmart it. There's nothing like it. Amen, this true light. I'm still really talking in a sense about his glory. Man, we know that Jesus Christ came and amen in his glory. We know that even here as we talks about the express image. We're going to talk about in Ephesians and Colossians as it talks about him. Amen, as that express image. Amen of God. God manifested in 
the flesh. A God that knows no limits. Especially to those that put their faith in Him. Those that fall in love with Him and with His Word. With His commandments. Amen. That's one thing I've been praying much about for myself here in the last several months. God, I want to fall in love with your commandments. I want to fall in love with your statues. I want to fall in love with your principles. I want to fall in love with your ways. Amen. Because I'm watching it. If we're not careful, even the Pentecostals are falling out of love with his commandments. Falling out of love with his principles. Amen. If we're not careful, once we start falling out of love, she could have been the most beautiful thing that ever walked on this green earth. He could have been the most handsome thing that ever walked. Man, he used to be able to turn your head and put a smile on you. But all of a sudden, and they simply say this we just fell out of love amen but there was a thief there was a robber there's something that took the light out there's something that robbed the passion there's something that robbed the affections there's something else that slipped in I'm not interested in letting nothing else slip in and taking my affections and my passions for the love of Jesus Christ or the power of his word and the power of his spirit amen I don't have a love for this world neither for the things of this world but I want an old fashioned love of God amen to Baptize the first Jesus name church of Bendale. We fall in love and it wouldn't just be holiness. And it wouldn't just be a holiness standard. And it wouldn't just be a separation. No, it'd be the God of holiness. It'd be the God of separation. It'd be the God of the author of all of it. Because if you don't fall in love with the word, you'll never produce the fruit. So we got to fall in love with the root. We got to fall in the in the love with the very source, the power, amen, that it comes from. So let me take just a moment, amen, to to establish what the Hebrew writer was letting us know here about Jesus Christ Himself and how that He He used Jesus. We know that He talked to the prophets of the Father, but now He spoke to us through the Son, who being the brightness of His glory. The brightness of his glory. We get a little idea of this brightness, amen, from the Apostle Paul on the road, amen, to Emmaus, amen. And on that road, you know how he struck down and as he gave the testimony, a light shined brighter than the noonday sun. Amen. What a light. Amen. There's something about this light. And you know, lights always, after it's been created with electricity, light was the very source that, that man was looking for whenever he created electricity. All said and done. It wasn't about running machinery and it wasn't running things of that thing but the first thing they was literally looking for was light because we at dark times when dark times came a man man was looking for light he would use fire and he would use one method and a different method but thank God for light everybody likes the light I remember my, my Aunt Oxby and Aunt Bertie both would talk about a man in their nursing days said most of the deaths would take place not all but most would take place a man far past midnight and two and three o'clock in the morning and I've heard others say to Make the statement when the south is down, when there's darkness all around. How many times, how many of you wished it wouldn't become dark? How many of you wished, amen, our daylight would show up? I just need a little light on the subject. I just need a little light on the problem. Oh, God, if somebody could just turn on a light, if somebody could help me understand where I'm at, if I could just get my bearings back, amen, a cloudy day. Hallelujah, you get cloudy days, you, you, you lose the ability to find light. If you don't have light, you can't come out of darkness. There's must be a light experience. Hallelujah. It must take place in our lives. And it ought not be just a one-time experience. But better than that, there needs to be a light that flows out of us. But I'm going to tell you tonight, the world's doing everything and it always has to put the light out. The devil's doing everything he can to put the light out. Getting used to the dark. I don't want to get used to the dark. I want more of the light. The light is a very dangerous thing at times. <laughs> now, you've heard me make this statement. <laughs> now, this ain't at the catfish house. <laughs> I don't know. Praise God. It's not. How many of you like to go into restaurants and it's so dark you can't, you know, you got to pull your phone out and turn the light on to find your seat? <laughs> if I got to pull out my phone to find my seat and find what's on the table, I will probably look on the walls and everywhere else and say, well, I don't know if I want to eat here. Because in the dark, cockroaches can be crawling around. 
<laughs> they can be worms in your food. Be hair in your food. Boy, it's distasteful, isn't it? Amen. But we like the lights on, don't we? We want to turn the lights on. We're living in a time, and boy, I ain't taking a shot at them. But I tell you, even among Pentecostals, they want to take them, turn the lights down, and turn them off. They want to set atmospheres and, and set and condition things. I see that at ballrooms. I see that at casinos. I see that taking place at the events. We're not a people of the dark. We're the people of the light. And we're not ashamed of who we are. And neither we're ashamed to represent him in the light. In the light. In the light. I know I can go to darkness, but when I get there, something better light up. Hey, there's some of you in this house tonight. You let darkness affect you more than let your light affect them. You better get turned back. And so, and this really wasn't where I was going, but hey, this. Anyway, here we are. Psalms helps us out about the light. Amen. Psalms 84 and 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun, that's S-U-N, and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I'll tell you something. You fall in love with this and you start marching and walking with God, He'll start blessing you. Oh, there's going to be trials and there's going to be testing times and there's going to be some dark times and some dark, dark days. But if you'll just keep walking and if you're placed that you can't walk, you just stand. You just stand and wait on God. Amen. I got a scripture a little later on. We're going to talk about a day star. Amen. I'm glad to know this day star. We talk about it most of the time at Christmas time. But what led the wise men to Jesus Christ? And some believe some two and three years later in life. Wise men that they're not even sure the number of how many. And thank God for that. Because all wise men is going to find a light. Amen. A true light. Not just any old light. Not just any old way. How in the world have we got to the place when it comes to my soul and eternity that just any old way I do? I beg the difference with you, honey. That's any old way it won't do. There's only one light that's going to break you out of darkness. Everything else a counterfeit. John wrote it to us. Amen. That John... Hallelujah. The Baptist was a witness of this light. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be a witness of this light. And I'm not interested in watering and darkness. I'm not even interested in just see, see what I can get by with. I'd much rather always overdo it than underdo it. <laughs> you know, if we're not careful, we've got a generation that wants to get by as much as they can. Get by as least they can. I'll put the least into it. You know, I want a, I want a truckload, but you know, I just want thirty minutes of doing it. You, that won't work. Let me get back on this. I sure don't want to be jumping nothing. Psalms again in twenty-seven says, "The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear?" I'll tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think it's the will of God for Holy Ghost filled people to be a fearful people in that form, in that manner. I really don't. You know, there's a fear of God that's a wholesome, that's a sound fear we need. It's a godly fear, it's a reverence fear. To fear Him more than you fear man, to fear Him more than you fear your family. To fear him more than you feel the, the challenge to live for him. But there is a fear that's trying to grip our nation. And if you listen to all these folks. And they got access to you through that phone if you're not careful. They got access to you. They're, talk, they're telling you to do this and do that. And this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And, and, and you know I, we know the world's coming to an end. We know that, but we're not. The world's coming to an end. We know where the devil's going, but we're not. We know where the unbelievers going to go, but we're not. 
We're not a people of the dark. We're not bringing your own life. No, no, watch tomorrow, what holds tomorrow. I know who holds tomorrow, honey. I said, I know who goes tomorrow. I ain't fretting the word about tomorrow. He's got me today. He's had for 62 years. He's got to finish the journey. Parents, let me tell you something. You better start instilling something in these little babies' hearts. And some of you parents need to get over some of this anxiety stuff. Your babies are picking it up. And they'll act like you act in life. They have a little bump and they have a little problem. Come go, oh my God, I don't know why my God. Little darlings are watching you. And next time she don't get what she wants or he don't get what she wants, and they'll go like that. Oh my God, I don't know why I got to do that. Train them up. Train them up. You can either train them up to walk in the light or you can train them up to walk in the world. You can train them up to fear God or you can train them up to fear the devil. Are you trained about the fear of a little pain and have a little difficult? Are you trained up that ah, this is that's another little stepping stone? Come on, come on. Train them up because we're walking in the light. You know, the sun, you know, them cloudy days. How many of you still believe the sun comes out? How many of you still believe the sun's in the, in the sky? <laughs> Shining like it's never shined. Just because there's some cloudiness along the way. Amen. Hallelujah. The just walks by faith. It ain't a time to compromise. Not a time, amen, to start selling out and thinking, well, no. It's a time to come running. I got a scripture for it in just a few minutes. Running this. Amen. You know why people don't want to come to light? <laughs> you, I, I've never, oh Lord, how am I getting here? <laughs> I've never really been to those worldly events, but... I mean, I got enough sense to know about it, but, but you know, most of them places they got the lights cut down and they got it all kind of dark and they got the right type of music and right type of setting. <laughs> and if you get enough of the right stuff in you, it don't matter who's your partner. It don't matter who you're rubbing up with. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. That's the same way we're living for God, folks. At one time, this apostolic message and one God message, you could, you could separate us from everybody. But I'm watching, I'm watching a generation now that everything that claims to be Pentecost, you'd be totally shocked who has taken the handle Pentecost. Amen. But it's walking in darkness. How do you know they're walking in darkness? It don't take a whole lot to look into a person's life and the fruits that come from it. Well, you ain't got a right to judge them. I'm not judging them. The word is. And the word of Jesus Christ said, I can judge a tree by the fruit it bears. And when it's not bearing wholesome fruit and walking in the right way, God gives me the authority and the right as a pastor of this church to stand between you and the direction you go. If you get mad about it, get upset about it, you get mad at God. God set up the five-fold ministry and he put spiritual leaders in our lives to correct us. If we it need no correction. If we could do it all by ourselves and just with the Holy Ghost, then he wouldn't need a five-fold ministry. But I beg the difference between you in this house tonight. You've got to have a man of God. I don't say that mad or nothing. I'm just simply telling you. When a man preaches and he preaches about light and walking in the light and walking about separation, you don't have the right to go home and tell those babies you don't have to do that. That's just that preacher's idea. That preacher's idea is out of the word of God. That's not a preacher's idea. That's not a man's idea. That's a God's idea. And God's idea is not nothing to play with. And God's idea is the only thing that's going to get you out of darkness and deception. Hallelujah. I'll tell you why the world's tangled up. The world's letting darkness creep in. But you can't, we can't afford to do that. We've got to have light. Jesus Christ came. He told him, he said, hey, if I'd have just kept my mouth shut, 
If I hadn't told them, they'd have just continued in their sins. They'd have just continued in their unbeliefs. They just continued in the ways they're living. But because I came and I brought light and I brought revelation and I'm making a stand against the demonical forces and the powers of evil and the rulers of darkness and the spiritual wickedness in high places. That's the reason people get stirred up and never been stirred up. Whenever I apostles walk into cities and into places, those people, amen, they were some of them. I guarantee you the city didn't know nothing about them until the apostles showed up, until truth showed up. And all of a sudden that demonical force and that power of evil, amen, began to stick its head up. I'm telling you we're living in a world and a time today instead of us naming everything and telling them they got this and they got that and trying to find some kind of medication i tell you what they need we need to get them in the light you get them in the light God's light will bring them out of the darkness and bring them out of that bondage and bring them out of that lifestyle <laughs> you know I've got to be like Jesus Christ as followers of his amen to make up in our hearts and minds and spirits that we're going to be the examples that God wants us to be. You never, you, you, you never ever should be ashamed, amen, to live godly and holy. Amen. Live a called out, a separated life. You should never be ashamed of that. I know it's creeping in. And it's shame on us all said and done. And I'll just say it, it's me. I know I've been told, you know, you can't preach against beards. You can't preach against things like that. But I'll tell you something. One of the first things you're going to notice about people when they go to backsliding and going back into the world and backing up, they start picking up some things. They start putting on some things. They start bringing out some old habits. Amen. And getting involved in some things. And you know what? I, I tell them, I said, shame on us men. Amen. When we put all the weight on the ladies. Amen. When they can't cut their hair or ought not cut it. It's not that you can't. You can. But I'm telling you, the Bible says shorn. That means to cut or trim. Amen. That's what it means. So what's long hair? uncut hair that's what long hair is I don't care if you got a hair as short as mine right here tonight but if you come to this house and you repent it and get it under the blood amen and you don't cut it from that point on I'm telling you it's long hair and if the rapture takes place tomorrow you're going to heaven but I'm going to tell you something you got to repent and repent means I'm going to quit doing it hallelujah you can't just you can't just be touched by it you just can't be you can't just get here's some of our problem we get emotional worked up but emotion don't last no longer than you get in the automobile and drive out the parking lot old fashioned conviction to go home with you old fashioned conviction to go wherever you go it doesn't matter who you're around if God wanted a bunch of lizards say man it wouldn't matter but God ain't looking for a bunch of lizards that's going to change color with whatever group they with Oh, I tell some of you not liking it. Because you know what? You're headed in the wrong direction. And you're letting your babies go in the wrong direction. But oh, you got a pastor that's peed the blood. That's calling on the power of God. Turn them around. I haven't finished, but I started a little study on, on beards. I put this out here, and I, I'm trying to be offensive to nobody. I'm just, uh, you know what? First, a little bit of study I've done on it. In Egypt, you know how they wanted their beards? Round. You know why? They wanted a head, a head with a round head to show they worship the sun. The S-U-N, not the S-O-N. If you just got a round head, you just got a round head. God bless you. Okay? Don't think nothing of it. Amen. If you got a bald head, you got a bald head. Whatever it might be, you know what I mean? But, but I'm going to tell you something. Amen. We, we're putting too much focus on this. You can be seated. It's, folks, can, can I? I'm telling you, our world's been eaten up. We're so focused on these bodies. At one time, it was, it was the ladies. It was most of the time, all the ladies, the little Barbie dolls come out. And, and man, they had to be this, and they had to be that. And they had to, you know, I mean, you had a lady when she walked in the room. She, all the men had to turn their head at her. <sighs> That's what Hollywood put in us. If you ain't careful, if I ain't careful, we'll train them up the same way. 
We'll train them up the same way. I'm going to tell you something. The only reason we ought to diet, the only reason we ought to do those things is to be healthy. It ain't a man to get a figure, a man to try to get somebody. Hallelujah. God's big enough to get you somebody. It doesn't matter what your figure is. Besides, let me tell you something. If you've got to diet and starve to death and do this to get them, you're going to have to do that to keep them. You're going to have to do that to keep them. You're going to have to do that to keep them. My God, have mercy. Hey, hey, hey. I tell you, but this life, honey, you'll come running to this life. It'll set you free. It'll make you whole. It'll deliver you from all that garbage, baby. That's nothing but garbage. Now, if you're going to do it for health reasons, you got heart problems, a blood pressure problem, that's a different ball game. You want to exercise, amen, to have good health? If you go to exercise, you can be in shape so you can come up here and work in these altars for an hour and a half and two hours. That's a different ball game. It'd probably do us some good. Because I'd find out. It don't take long right up here to find out if you're in shape or not. Just a few minutes up here interceding, fighting devils and trying to help somebody pray through. You'll find out what kind of shape you're in. Praise God. Man, I didn't mean to get on all this. I'm supposed to be. Praise God. Isaiah comes along in the 60th chapter. He says, The sun shall be more like more than the light by day. Neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But watch this. But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light. And thy God, thy glory. This is a light. This is the glory. This is what we're talking about. We don't just its glory in the house and in our services, but we want to take it out there on the highways and the byways. We want to take it to those that's, that's never experienced it, that don't know anything about Jesus, that don't know anything about godliness and soundness. All they know is raised in a home, in an atmosphere, in a place where there's turmoil and fussing and fighting and and dog eat dog and trying to survive from, from one day to the next. All they know is watching possibly a dad or a mom, maybe grandmas and grandpas and, and nephews and nieces and uncles and aunts strung out on drugs and strung out on this and that. They need a light in that darkness. They need somebody to walk in their lives. It's got a little compassion about them. They need somebody to walk in that place with the love of God in their hearts. That's shed abroad by the power and the up to the Holy Ghost. Walk Walking in there kicking beer cans out of the way. Walking in there, amen, in that smoky room. Walking in that place where the drugs laying everywhere. But we're not afraid. Why? Because we're the only hope. Thank God. If Jesus Christ had to come into our world, where would we be tonight? If Jesus Christ had not come. So here we are now. As the vessels of God. With this Holy Ghost treasure, with this heavenly treasure, as we carry it, amen, to, to demonstrate, to, to manifest itself. Notice now what Jesus done. He came to declare or to manifest God. There's no greater glory than Jesus Christ in the brightness and the demonstration of God than Jesus Christ. The tabernacle plan, all of that was given, and it was of God. But none of it impacted the world like the man called Jesus. No, to this day, nobody's impacted this world like the man called Jesus. We've never seen him. Oh, they got pictures of him, but I got my doubts about them. Amen. Because God's not going to be contrary to his word. And he said, it's a shame for a man to have long hair. Hallelujah. So I don't believe Jesus had some long hair. And I don't think he looked like no pervert either. I don't think he looked like no homosexual. I don't think he had any kind of makeup and all that other mess on him. In fact, amen, he may not have been as good looking as everybody thinks he was. In fact, amen, the Bible talked about that we wouldn't have looked at him. We would have thought much of him. We, we choose presidents sometimes simply by what they look like. We say he don't look like president material, but always don't look at the package. You just never know when God can get a hold of some of these little boys. Snatching and pulling them. Snatching and pulling some of these little babies. 
pulling them out of circumstances and situations. Colleen, if you'll stay with a fight, God will bless you. God will work it out. Don't you worry about your feelings, your problems. Now. God will work it out. God's never failed nobody. He's not going to fail nobody. When you sell out to him, God sells out to you. That don't mean everything just magically going to go away. But I can promise you one thing. If you'll stand for him and start your way toward him, he'll make a way where there seems to be no way. The darkness cannot stop the penetrating of the light. The darkness cannot overcome it, cannot defeat it. The true light of God will find its way. That's why I feel you and I with the baptism of the Holy Ghost to carry this light into this community and let them know there is a helper. So, John puts it this way. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. It's amazing to me what God done to get my name off that sign. <laughs> William Moore's not the light. William Moore's not the hero. William Moore's not the answer, but I know who he is. And I who knew to part to. And I who to be a witness of. And his name is Jesus. If I can get you to fall in love with Jesus, if I can get you to trust Jesus, if I can get you to call on Jesus, it doesn't matter if it's a midnight hour. It doesn't matter if your cell phone works or not. Jesus always got an ear and a hand and arm that can reach you. can't stop it a witness a witness folks it's not a time for the church it's not a time for the church to lose its light that's the reason he called us to come out from among them be separate that's the reason he called on us not to get entertained in worldly events I've heard people say, well, I'm going to dress like them and go where they're going to be a witness to them. I'm going to tell you something. When you dress like them and you sit down with them and you drink what they drink and you eat what they eat and you, you, you partake of what... Somebody said something yesterday. I believe it was, yeah. Yesterday. He said, out of sight, out of mind. Bible says not to make provision for the flesh. If you don't put some of that mess before you, you will never be tempted with it. You will never struggle with it. You, I'm going to tell you something. The reason God don't want you involved in worldly events because you can't handle it. Because I can't handle it. But I'll tell you what, there's some events I'll tell you that'll rob you of your light. That'll rob you of your victory. That'll rob you of your salvation. That'll rob you of your soul. It will put your light out. And it wasn't that the darkness is so great. It's the disobedience of the individual. Devil's not bigger. Darkness is not the biggest one. God's the Almighty, the everlasting. But disobedience stops the power, the love, and the light of God. It's a Bible full of it. Got Israel in trouble time and time again. Watch this. It got the angels in trouble. They weren't even begotten. We're following the begotten son. They're called sons in Job, but they're not, they're not called begotten. They're creation. But my, 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 the one I'm following was begotten by my heavenly father. He carries a royalty. He carries a blood. He bears a light like no other man. That's a reason he could walk into little widow's woman's houses and in circumstances and situations and find people, amen, in, in, in dire needs and, and circumstances, amen, and say, or oh, cause them to put a little, take spit on the ground. That fin most of us. Good thing he couldn't see. I don't know if he could hear it or not. 
you got glasses on, brother. Nah. <laughs> you ain't going to need them no more. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> But a lot of people get offended about this and offended about that. I'm going to tell you something. The light should never offend us. We better fall in love with the light. Hello, the light's what's going to bring us out. The light's what's going to help us. Light up and around me, God. Why? Because I want to see where them serpents is at. I want to see where those spiders is at. How many of you like crawling under a house? Why? I got smart. You know when we built mine? We run some lights under it. One flip of a switch, man, the hole under my house. Lights up. We don't like dark places. Go in there, I don't know if there's a snake or not. Spiders don't bother me. I can slap spiders, they don't bother me. I'll be honest with you, they don't. Well, to a certain degree. Don't go start throwing three or four banana spiders on me. I'd be, I mean, come on. There is a limit. Flip that light. In fact, I realized a couple of years ago with all this moisture problem. So dark and damp under there. Brother Quinn, I just went in there and flipped them lights on and just left them on. Night and day, let them burn. I'd much rather pay $2 more in a light bill than replace the whole floor. There ain't no telling how many circumstances and situations that cost us dearly, both financially and health-wise. But we refuse to walk in the light. We refuse to walk where God was leading us. We decide to try the darkness. We try to try to try. Amen. It found out he wouldn't want to. It's going to cost you, honey. One way or another, it's always cost them. The taskmasters are going to want their money, and they're going to want their payment. And when you walk in that darkness, there's going to be a payday to walk in that darkness. God Give us a light in Bendale, Mississippi. Illuminating light that will flow out of us. That will impact our world and the world around us. That was the true light. You be seated. I got about five minutes here. Which lighteth. Watch this ninth verse. John 1, 9. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. No one's exempt. Every man. I'll bypass those scriptures. Luke one seventy eight says. Through the tender mercies of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness. Maybe you walked in this house tonight and maybe you're sitting in darkness. But he's sending a message to you tonight. There's a day spring. There is a day star. There is a savior it is a savior of the world. He's a light unto every man. And he's trying to find, and that radiance of light is trying to find you tonight, right where you're at. And you know what? Maybe you can only make one step, but if you'll make that one, God, and you get that one secure. And I know, I know. Like I would say, if you'll make one, God will make a, a thousand and all that. And that's true, that's true. But sometimes, you know what? We got to make us one step at a time. Amen. Making our way to God and walking in that light. And one of the best things you can do once you start turning to God is making sure, you know what? I'm not going to miss service. I'm going to show up to the house of God in every service. I'm going to be committed and dedicated. Now, if you got to work, and there's, you know, you know if there's a good reason or not. Hallelujah. But you know what? This in and out. God's not looking for motels and hotels. God's looking for a place he can homestay at him. Hallelujah. God's looking for a place he can homestand. He, want, he wants a man, I'll tell you what, he wants to drive some stakes down in your heart. He wants to drive some stakes down in your spirit. He wants to drive some stakes down in your mind. Hey, you gotta go further than that because when all that starts time, your emotions won't be what they were. You won't start following the image of your earthly daddy and your earthly mama. You'll start following the image of your heavenly father and there's a far difference between the two. And the only way you're gonna conquer the image of your earthly mama and your earthly daddy, amen, is get a full relationship and a companionship with the true light of Jesus Jesus Christ and start walking in his image and not in the image of the earthly. 
too much of the apostolic church is too earthly and not enough heavenly. We need to walk in the heavenly image and not the earthly image. Well, that's just the way I am. You choose to be that way. You choose to hold on to that. You choose, amen, to pepper that temper. This light will bring you out of it. It'll deliver you. We don't have to be arrogant. We don't have to be rebels. We don't have to be smart alecks. No. No, we're walking. We're walking in most of the, one of the most beautiful ways to live and to live for God. Amen. You, you can stand. I'm, I'm close at my time here. You can see what, what he says. To guide our feet into the way of peace. <laughs> We're the peacemakers. For the most part. Now, if there's going to be turmoil and trouble, it needs to be over the gospel, over the truth, and over the doctrine of truth. Outside of that, we need to be the peacemakers. Sister Boy, why don't y'all come and let's sing Daystar. I think that would be an appropriate song. If not, then choose one. Amen. In closing here tonight, why don't we all just kind of make our way to the front and take a moment. I know it's Wednesday night. We won't spend long doing this. And I know you got children and school and work and amen. But you know what? I believe we really need to take to heart what Luke 178 and 79 has taught us here. Because this is what the day spring's glory is all about. Amen. Is to visit us in our dark places and to give us light. Amen. Amen. How to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the greatest peace that you and I can have is with our maker himself first. With our creator. With the God of our hearts, the God of our lives. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God for this beautiful light. This one called Jesus that was willing to robe himself. I had a good two four pages to cover here. Brother Ford had talked about a man, the cross and the paying of that cross. The price that was paid. He was coming, a man. Jesus came to die. He didn't come to purchase land. He didn't come to buy homes. He didn't even own the grave that he borrowed for three days. <laughs> Amen. He come to seek and to save that which was lost, which was you and I. <laughs> so the question is tonight, whose glory are you going to walk in? Whose light are you going to walk in? <laughs> What's going to manifest out of you? What's going to be declared? Time tarries long enough. We'll all see the day when they'll roll us up to this front. And as they walk up and look into that vessel, what's going to be declared from that vessel? What kind of light, what kind of influence are we going to leave upon our neighbors, upon our loved ones? What kind of light are we going to leave for our children to follow behind and become a part of? This is the most beautiful thing that we can lead them with and lead them to is this true light of Jesus Christ. Loving this gospel, loving this truth, loving not the world, neither the things of the world. It's, it's a lot easier to walk in the darkness, folks. I could start turning out lights right here. And some of us feel a little more comfortable. We pray a little more. And that's one reason they do that. I understand that. But I honestly believe that's a spirit we need to bust wide open to. Because that spirit right there will hinder us. Because I'm going to tell you something. If we can't worship and magnify God here, then how in the world are we going to do it out there? See what I'm saying? We shouldn't be ashamed. We're the light of the world, folks. We're that candle. And folks, we're not putting it under a bushel. Let's let it shine. Send out that radiance. If we don't, this nation's going under, folks. 
And the hope she's got is for churches and folks just like you that are say, you know what, we're going to let our light shine. Jude talks about pulling them out in the last days. The garments, amen, stained burnt, amen. So close to missing it, so close. How many of you remember some of the stories from Katrina? Katrina happened in the nighttime, the dark. We'd have lost no telling how many more lives because of the darkness of long. It wouldn't, wouldn't change the storm any, but in the darkness, incidents just like this one. The young man that Wade Whittington's good friends with was in a two-story house. A man in that two-story house with his mom and dad. And the, 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 the roof had come off. And he had got on top of the roof. And he couldn't find his mother. All of a sudden, looking back in the hole of that roof, he seen, he seen her foot come up. And she reaches in and grabs her and pulls up out of that old murky water and saves her life. And his dad, a man, was torn off the roof. And he finally makes his way because there's light. He can fight his way, a man, to a tree. I heard about an older man, the insurance man, to come by. said there's an older man. Didn't realize there was a storm coming. Living in a camper, a man. And when he realized it was coming, hey man, the water had done come in and got against his door. He reaches over and gets a water pit and pours the water out and takes a belt and straps it to him and bails out the door. And because it was daylight, he was able to make his way to a tree and hold on and ride out that storm and that tree. But if it had been in the darkness, they'd have been confused and not an idea. And many, many lives, I tell you, you're going to lose your life in the darkness. It's time to get out of the dark, get into the light. Light's going to get us out of here. The light's going to bring us to salvation. The light's going to bring us to healing. The light's going to bring us revival. The light's going to deliver us. We love you tonight. God bless them as they sing. the valley let your sweet aroma fill my life Rosa share and show me how to grow in beauty in God's eyes fairest of ten thousand Make me a reflection of your light. Oh, and I pray day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Oh, leave me, Lord, I'll follow. You could take what's wrong on, and make it right. Let your light shine. Let the light of the Lord shine out of you tonight. Day star shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Oh, Lord, I'll follow anywhere you open up. I want to be a witness Cause only you can take what's wrong And make it right Make it right Day star shine down on me Let your love shine through me In the night 
Lord, I see a world that's dying, wounded by the master of defeat. Groping in the darkness, haunted by the years of past defeat. Oh, but then I see you standing near me, Lord, shining with compassion in your eyes. Your eyes, and I pray, Jesus, shine down on me. Let your love shine Jesus, through me Jesus, in the night. Leave me, Lord, I'll follow. Anywhere you open up the door. Let your word speak to me. Show me things I've never seen before in the name of Jesus Lord I want to be with them you can take what's you wrong. can take what's wrong and make it right right oh day star shine down let your love shine through me in the night Take what's wrong and make it right. You made it right. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Oh, they start shining down on me. Woo! Let your love shine through me oh! in the night. Oh, Holy Ghost! Oh, yeah. Holy Ghost! Leave me, Lord, I'll follow. I want to be a witness Cause only you can take what's wrong And make it right You make it right Oh, shine down on me Let your love shine through me In the night Shine down on me. Come on, come on, come on. Let your love shine through me. In the name of Jesus. 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 In the name Lord, I see a world that's dying. Wounded by the master of deceit. Groping in the darkness, 
haunted by those years of past defeat. But then I see you standing near me, Lord, shining with compassion in your eyes. Oh, and I pray, Jesus, shine down on me. Let your love shine through me. Come on, church. In the night. Yes, 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 yes. Leave me, Lord, I'll follow. What's wrong and made it right? You made it right. Day star shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. shine down on me let your love shine through me in the night oh, Lord I'll follow anywhere you open up the door let your words speak to me Lord show me things I'm You can take what's wrong and may make it right. Make everything alright. Oh yes, you can. Yes, you will. They start shining down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Show them you've taken what's wrong and make it right. You made it right. Oh, shine on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
in the sound booth. <laughs> uh, he's trying to put the light out, but it didn't work. <laughs> we see you. <laughs> God's good to us. What a beautiful time tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you what. You let this day star shine down on us. Darling, he'll show you things you've never seen before. He'll open doors for you that no man can open. You trust him. Be faithful to him. All of us. Man, this God will work for us. We'll let him. We commit ourselves into his light and to this truth. I'm telling you, God will see us through. He'll guide and lead us and comfort us. And Man, what a God we serve here on this Wednesday night. Love you. Appreciate you. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning and Sunday night. All right? God bless you. We just dismissed and fear the Lord. I know it's getting late. God bless you.